Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Thursday morning. We are glad that you have joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is, wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. They've been with you throughout all of this. Strange Brew has not missed a day. They've done everything they can to make this quarantine and, and social distance and madness, madness, I tell you, as sane on their end as they possibly can. So please be sure you're continuing to support them and all your local businesses here in Starville, wherever it is you're from. But, of course, if you're not in Starville and you want to check them out online, hey, man, they ship. You can have Strange Brew Coffee in your coffee pot every morning. It's not an issue. Uh, so please be sure to do that. And, of course, if you're here in Starville. They've got those two locations to serve you. And in Tupelo, there is Brupolo. Coming soon, Brew Nor- Brew York City, and Brew Orleans. Brew Orleans. Those are all they're they're in the works. There gotta be. There's plans somewhere for them. I'm just saying. Uh, you all right there? Yeah, Shane's listening right now and gonna have people emailing and calling him. Really like, doing something? Really doing this? Yeah. Why not? Uh, our good friends over at College Corner continue to. To quote the great philosopher, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, give it away now. That's right. All you've got to do is go to collegecornerstore.com, search for gift cards there, and when you purchase one, you get 30% off of that purchase. You can buy a $100 gift card for only $70 of your own cold, hard cash. They're just giving it away, and they're doing it to help you out because they have provided for you the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area, or visit them online at collegecornerstore.com. Advantage Business Systems wants you to know right now is not the time for your business to not be at its peak efficiency. That's why you need to give Advantage Business Systems a call and find out what solutions they have for you. They have 45 years of experience helping businesses just like yours. They have the answers to get you through these tough times and make sure you come out on the other end doing better than ever. So call them today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Mm. Feeling it today. All right. Joel, we get to play speculation today. We're going to be... Spe- 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 we're going to speculate. We're going to be speculative. I think that's correct. Yeah. Maybe. We're going to have to also make some assumptions. Some maybe big assumptions. Yeah. yeah, yeah I know what they say about uh, assumptions. And in this case, it's probably exactly true. It's true. It's going to... There's a better, you know, everybody goes with the old-fashioned one, right? But there's a better one from the movie Under Siege 2, which I also cannot say on the air. But it's a better version of what assumption is. Uh, We're going to make these assumptions that the SEC is playing football this fall. That feels like the safest assumption. Seems like they're gung-ho. Let's go. The Big 12 has united with the SEC and the ACC. We'll see if that holds. 
we are going to assume that players in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are going to jettison. They're going to hit the transfer portal. They're not going to want to play a spring season. That feels like a reasonably safe assumption. This is going to have to all happen like in the next couple of weeks. It is. It is. Well, I mean, you've got about a, a month. You've got about a month and a half. Okay. And that's going to tie into one of my points I'm going to make. Okay. And then third, we have to make, which is, in my opinion, the least safe assumption, that the NCAA will do the right thing and allow anybody who wants to transfer from a school not playing in the fall to one that is playing in the fall, they will allow for immediate eligibility. Not, not real sure if we're yeah. going to get all three of those, but for purposes of the next 30 minutes... Let's spin the wheel there. It's going to happen. And see how it comes up. So here's what we're going to ask. My first question is this. There's some no-brainers in this, right? Mississippi State needs some players, especially at the wide receiver position more than anything else. And in doing what I'm going to suggest, you're going to have to make some business decisions. Some guys are just going to have to lose their spot. Um, you know... Obviously, you can't just, you know, take them off scholarship or something. But guys can be processed. You can sit them down and be like, you're just not going to play. Simple as that. You know, and you always find a way to work out things. So some of these guys are a no-brainer. The first no-brainer to me is Chris Olave, the uh, wide receiver from uh, Ohio, from the, I don't want to get any copyright issues, the Ohio State University. 49 catches a year ago, 849 yards, 12 touchdowns. Guy's a really, really good football player, probably a potential All-American this year. Those guys sort of go without saying. My big question to you is this. Would it make sense for uh, Mike Leach to go back to his roots a little bit here and hit up Washington State and grab a few players off that roster? I will confess that if you made me start naming off names on the Washington State roster, I couldn't get very far. It's a good thing that I have this computer here. But that being said, you're darn right it would make a lot of sense. Um, particularly what would you say at the, I mean, the wide receiver position would be a, a great place to start. So let's start there then. Looking at their leading returning receivers from last year, you got two guys, Renard Bell and uh, Travell Harris. These two guys combined for a hundred and uh, one catches last year for over 1,100 yards and for 11 touchdowns. They did so as the, what, fifth and sixth leading receivers on the team. <laughs> Again, one of those things. I mean, Bell had 54 catches for 579 yards and six touchdowns. Harris had 47 catches, 536 yards, and five touchdowns. They would obviously know the system. They would be, you know, they could, you talk about you don't have a lot of time. What time do these guys need? They know what they're doing. They're going to, they would show up day one and be ahead of everybody else already. If these things come to pass that you can, that they're not going to state's going to play football. You can recruit those players, and they are going to be immediately eligible. You've got to go get these two guys, and I don't know anything about them other than their stats. But you have to at least assume that they could help. Well, so, something else to keep in mind here is if this rule passes, mm-hmm. if if that rule was to come to be, that this could happen, it wouldn't just be Mississippi State going after some of these guys. I mean, you you're got, not wrong. You're not wrong. And that's why I'm not saying State should, you know, Chris Olay feels like a little bit of a pipe dream. That guy would be the hottest free agent as far as wide receivers go. All the Ohio State guys, yeah, Justin, Justin Fields, Field. you know, uh, from, from USC, uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown would be another guy, right? But don't you think that these guys a chance to reunite with their coaching staff 
and play in the SEC and have an opportunity to, to build upon what they already know would be very attractive to them? Uh, you'd think. Here's a not really a hot take, more of a hot question. Anthony Gordon or KJ Costello? At QB. Is Gordon back? Oh, I don't know. Was he a senior last year? Yeah, he was a senior. Oh, okay. I yeah. apologize. Yeah, yeah. See, I apologize for being Gordon, a Gordon, I believe, is in the NFL now. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm a doofus. I would stick with KJ, KJ Costello, though. I think, I mean, yeah. I mean, even though he doesn't know the system yeah. as well as Gordon would or any, uh, you know, I don't I don't, I don't, don't think Gage Gabrud, and that's his real name, Yeah. If, if that is his real name, would be the guy there. The other guy I'm interested in. Yeah, he was a senior. I'm an idiot. Well, we already knew. Yeah, we you already you all already knew that. You knew it about me too. You know the other guy I would be interested in, Max Borgie. Yeah, pair him up with with Kylan. That's a, that feels like a, a duo to to contend with, and it also gives you the opportunity to redshirt Marks. Marks and Dylan Johnson. Yeah, if you're telling me my my my, my depth chart is Hill Borgie, and you know Witherspoon and Walker, I'm good. Oh yeah, I'm good. And again, a guy who knows the system. All these, obviously, all can these catch questions, the ball. all these questions that we ask about Kylan, can he really withstand that receiving load? Well, you know, Borgie can because yeah. he did. And I, uh, again, I want to. Not that I think Borgie would come in and push for the starting job. Kylan Hill is the starting running back, no question about that. He's going to be the lead dog. But Borgie gives you another weapon. You can't ever have enough weapons, you know. And honestly, if you, you got to make a business decision here, if you really want to, I mean, Kareem Walker is never going to contribute. I don't believe that. I said it last year. I, I just don't. He and and now in this system, he feels like he has less of a chance than ever because he just doesn't fit what Mike Leach wants to do. He's a big, powerful running back. He never. He didn't really fit what Moorhead wanted to do. I'm still not quite entirely sure why they they, they recruited. But Borgie would be a very interesting guy. Those three guys have my attention. Yes. Now, I feel like this is. I remember when Tommy Stevens entered the transfer portal, and I tweeted something sort of innocuous like, I want to watch that. And it sort of came to pass. This is sort of the same thing to me. I'm not saying any of this is going to happen, but it's worth monitoring, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if it... And if something like this was to happen, if the NCAA says, yeah, you, you guys on these teams that aren't going to play football in the fall, you can go. I mean... It goes beyond monitoring at that point because right. I, I imagine some phones are ringing. You know, uh, I don't. I'm trying to think. Biggest position of need for state right now is in the secondary, probably. Right? Would you say secondary if you're receiver? At, if you want to look at the defense, yes, that would be that would be a guy. That would be where you. Uh, I don't know if Washington State had anyone at corner in well, particular to to poach, but. That comes to mind. You don't have did. to just look at Washington State at that point. Though. Yeah, it's true. You know, and th- you've got a real, you've got a lot to offer here. Playing time in the SEC, you're going to play this fall. If you want to be an NFL guy, play this fall and move on. It's supposed to the the Big Twelve, Big Ten, who's going to tell you, or Pac-12 is like, well, I don't know what we're going to do. You're not going to get any any senior year film or junior year film. So you know, just I'm trying to look. I'm looking at the All Pac-12 team. Obviously, there's a lot of seniors on there. But, you know, basically, you know, and, and I, I think, you know, Alabama is going to be a, a player for a lot of these If you don't think Justin Fields and LSU would connect, I don't know what to tell you. Miles Brennan, I'm sorry, buddy. It's just never going to happen is for it, you. Here's the thing, though, Brian, and I mentioned this a minute ago. 
Are you sure? It's not way too late in the game for this. No. Never too late to get a talented player in. Never. I mean, think about it like this, all right? Let's say everything was normal right now. And... Yeah, consider, too, that if a new guy comes in, he's probably going to have to quarantine for, like, 14 days. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, you've got till the 26th. If everything was totally normal right now, and we were playing football on the 5th, and State picked up a grad transfer today, today, and that was eligible to play, are you going to tell me that it's too late? If it's a quality player at a position of need? No. Think about last year. Let's say Keaton Thompson had, after the first week of practice, said, I'm not going to win this job. I'm out. Yeah. He would have played somewhere last year. His problem was he waited until he was, it was just too late in the game. Yeah, but that, still, the, the deadline's coming, you know? Like, there's a point, at some point in the next couple weeks, where what we're discussing here is no longer even feasible. You're not wrong. That's why the Washington State guys are intriguing to me, because they would be able to, they don't need a whole ton of reps. They would come in and know the playbook from day one. Those two receivers and Borgie, they would know on day one everything they need to know, where they're supposed to be, where they're supposed to line up, all the terminology. They don't need the reps. Yeah. You also run into a lot of issues just. I know you said you can process guys, you can do whatever, but I can't see a whole lot of switching and swapping even if this happens because of the roster crunch that you would have. Like I, I Well, that's that's you're gonna have to make true business decisions here. You, well, I mean, the first thing that occurs to me is state has two kickers and a punter on scholarship. I mean somebody gotta go. It's fair. You know, you have to treat it like a business. You know, hey, I understand. And, and honestly, it's probably a little easier for Mike Leach and staff. They don't have the relationships. They just tell a guy, okay, it's just, I'm sorry, it's not going to work out. You know? And honestly, you look at a receiver. You know, are, are there, there are guys there that maybe you don't think can contribute. There's three tight ends on the roster. You know, maybe you tell Brad Cumbus, eh, it's time to go focus on baseball. You know, I mean, there's ways around that. Nick Saban has shown us the path medical processing and everything. There's ways to do it, and it's it's a little devious and underhanded, but do you want to win? Yeah. I'm not saying it won't happen, but I feel like it won't happen. I feel like it won't happen either, but it's worth talking about. It's worth thinking about. And they're just... It would be so interesting. It's, well, the other thing to consider is this now. Let's add another assumption. What if the NCAA tells us next week roster sizes increase to 110? Now you can. Now we're talking. Well, now you're also getting into a situation too, where these are more scholarships that you've got to to hand out, right? I mean, like that, that, I would, I would imagine <laughs> they would set it up in such a way that you have a one ten limit, but you can still only sign twenty five. You can't go sign forty. Well, there, there, there's, a, there's, multiple. they're going to want to take care of the players who are currently possibly losing eligibility, not take care of yeah. potential freshmen who are just coming in. There's multiple issues here. Another one being, you and I are a lot more optimistic. I feel like we've grown more optimistic by the day mm-hmm. this week. You know, on, mm-hmm. on that... No doubt. On, on the Monday show, we were convinced we were reading the eulogy for the college football season. Yeah. A day later, a little more optimistic. day later, a little more optimistic. Um, so I think football is going to happen. Uh, at least in the SEC and ACC and Big 12. Um, but 
I don't think you can go down the rabbit hole of letting mass transfers and chaos ensue only for in a week or two they get to their new destinations and you're like, oh, you're not playing here either. Right. So uh, that's another reason why I don't see this happening is because while we're all kind of optimistic down here in this part of the country right now, there still isn't any guarantees that they're kicking off September 26th. There aren't, but I feel more and more confident that that's going to be the case, that you've got this this three-man deal between the, 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 the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12. They'll bring the Sun Belt, Conference USA, maybe the American. This is a huge moment for the American Athletic Conference, by the way. Talk about wanting to be a part of the group of five, group of six is what they want to call it. This is their chance. This is this is their opportunity, you know, to, to do that. Um, and honestly, I mean, the Big Ten is still good because the Big Ten has Ohio State, right, and Michigan to a lesser degree. So when they when everything gets back to normal, the Big Ten will be able to get its place back at the table. Will the Pac-12? Who do they have? I mean, USC, who hasn't been, you know, nationally relevant beyond Oregon. Oregon, but I mean, Oregon has played in one college football playoff. You know, who who do they have that you're going to say, man, if they're not part of the college football playoff, I feel like it's not legit. Nobody. Washington, no. Pac-12. I don't know if this is the best idea for them. Now, Big Ten can Big Ten can come back and you know they they don't lose their place in line. The Pac-12 could lose its place in line to the American. They could. An SEC Big Ten Rose Bowl. I would love that. <laughs> go, out to, go out to Pasadena. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> but anyway, you just see what, you see what I'm saying though. I'm with you. I think they're going to play football, but I don't know if they would allow the mass chaos to ensue without the guarantee. That if you go to the SEC, you know, like these you guys from Washington State, if you want to go to Mississippi State, you are actually going to play a season, right? Like, I don't know that they would want to go through all this transfer stuff only for everybody to eventually cancel anyway. Yeah, you would need the SEC, you need the conferences to come out and make a statement that we are playing, come hell or high water, the twenty sixth. Yeah. The twenty sixth, we're kicking off, and we're going to do it however we do it. Kind of seems like the SEC has been a little bit close. I, they haven't said that in any statement, but that kind of feels like the attitude, doesn't it? It does. The ACC, like, <laughs> the ACC has been a little bolder than the SEC, in my opinion. It feels like they're. It really does feel like SEC, ACC in particular is working hand in hand here. It does. I mean, the statements that they released yesterday yes. was almost yeah. right, right together, same yeah. time. Like, yeah. feels like they're on the same page. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that. Let's move on into that topic. Uh, brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Oh, I have. Uh, I have received word. That this weekend there will be food available. Not just the kind you bring it to take home to cook, the kind you can just sit there and eat right there. Looking at this menu, my friend, do you like meat? I do. I enjoy it. Well, then you're going to need to go get you a, a, a Philly cheesesteak, tacos, short rib sandwich. They got two burgers on the menu, including one made with the uh, the Wagyu beef. Yeah. When's this, when's this uh, transpiring? This weekend. So, and of course, they got fries. I know you like French fries. I, I enjoy them. Yes. Yes. They got street corn. They got desserts, but, you know, don't know if you want to. I guess you're not going to worry about that. But they're going to have some options. And they have steak. Steak cooked to order. You can get, what is it? Let me see the price on this again. How about a 14-ounce ribeye for $24? I'll go and tell you right now. When you go to a nice steak restaurant, a 14-ounce ribeye will cost you a hell of a lot more than $24. So... You need to be swinging by Welcome Home Beef. And, of course, if you just want to do it yourself, that's that's always available to you, too. 
Or if you just want to let somebody at Blue Cotton or Cotton Blues Restaurant down in Hattiesburg cook it for you. Or if you just want to pick it up off the shelf at the Collinsville Piggly Wiggly, that's available to you. There's just so many ways to get welcome home beef on the plate in front of you. you got to take advantage of it. I'm an old-fashioned guy. I'm going to go by there tomorrow and pick up what I'm cooking out this weekend. You can do the same. Give them a call at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. Whatever you you cook, whatever you pick up, whatever you eat, one thing is for certain. It just tastes good. You're down to one day, by the way. What's that? I saw you were eating that phone number. You said you'd have it this week. We've got one show left this week. I'll be week. sitting at home tomorrow. <laughs> did you see where they did the, uh, the cognitive test on me on the, on, the, on the show? No. They did a cognitive test on me. where The thing where they, they make you memorize some words, and then they ask you some questions, and you have to go back to the words. I bet you were really good I at nailed it. it. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. And from knowing I you? I can still remember the words. They were uh, chicken, Nashville, mattress, Barry Bonds, hockey. Those were my words. They'll be stuck forever. I didn't get all of the questions right. Yeah. They asked, you're a baseball guy. Here we go. There are, oh, I can't remember. If it I think, was like Brave specific, it, I make There are seven states that have more than one baseball team. Okay. Name them California. Yep. Texas. Yes. New York. Yep. Florida. Correct. Uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's the one I missed. Um, Illinois. Yeah. I'm missing one. You're missing two. I thought you said seven. Oh, okay. There's eight. There's eight? Yeah. Um, Missouri. Yep. One more. Um, this is this last one is the one that Richard didn't think I would get. <sighs> Man, you think I? Five seconds. Ohio. That's it. Yeah. Look at you. I missed. I missed Pennsylvania. I forgot about the Phillies and the Pirates. Morehead would be all over me. See, Phillies are in LA, so that, yeah, that was one yeah. of the. Yeah. Phillies NL East and the Braves, some of the best moments of all time. I thought I would miss Ohio for some reason. I was like, that was like the second one I said, I think, after New York. All right. uh, So, yeah, let's sort of update where we are here as far as the college football world goes. The Big 12 released a statement. They have actually released a schedule. They did indeed push back to the, the 12th, I'm sorry, the 26th. So, right now, if I'm correct, all three of these conferences are scheduled to kick off on the 26th, the ACC, the SEC, and the uh, Big 12. You, you remember that the Big 12, originally they had games scheduled for week zero. Yeah. They were scheduled to kick off in 17 days. <laughs> it seemed unlikely at the time. It's certainly unlikely now. The Big, 12, the Big 10 and the Pac-12, as we know, they're out. The American, I believe, is still in. The Sun Belt said they're doing whatever the SEC does. I think Conference USA is going to follow that same thing, even though one Conference USA team, Old Dominion, has uh, canceled their season. Which is, I, I read a, a, a tweet today, a letter from their head coach who was at Penn State last year. He was their offensive coordinator. I think he's the guy who took over for Moorhead. And I mean, like, what a pardon the language, what a crappy situation. <laughs> you could have just stayed. I mean, I guess you would have been picked at Penn State and not coaching anyway. But you're all excited. It's your first year as a head coach, and nope. Even though the conference is playing, we're not going to play. That's pretty rough. Yeah, that stinks. You know, I think Greg Sankey, mm-hmm. I know he catches some flack mm-hmm. in, in some fan circles and everything. I kind of think, and look, in, in two or three months, if all this goes to crap, then maybe I'm singing a different tune, hindsight being what it is at that point. But right now, I 
kind of feel like he's nailed this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think he's done a really good job uh, navigating the SEC towards towards playing. Would you agree with that? One hundred percent. Yeah. Because I mean, he hasn't been, he hasn't felt the need to be first. Yeah. You know, he hasn't. He hasn't. Even if the Big Ten wanted to cancel, even if they they really thought we should cancel, right? They still had time to to, to wait and see where things were going to go. They feel. I feel like they're just ahead of themselves. And the Pac, the Pac twelve. I, I really want to stay out of the political motivations of this, but I think it's kind of evident on the West Coast where 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 that was going to go. So the SEC has played wait and see throughout all of this. And it's been the smart move, in my opinion. The ACC and the Big 12 are sort of doing the same things. And and if it I, works, then uh, what's his name? Larry Scott and, and jobs. Kevin Warren and all those folks. If, I think I forget who tweeted it. Maybe it was it you? I don't remember. I don't know. But somebody's basically said, if we get to the middle of October and the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 are playing football and everything's going off without a hitch, Kevin Warren and Larry Scott are going to get fired. Yeah. Because they're going to ask, why aren't we playing? Well, some of these, to be fair, Kevin Warren didn't make that decision. Kevin Warren is the commissioner of the Big Ten. And I know that he didn't make the decision, but he kind of made the decision. All right? If he had stood up there and pounded on the table and said, we're we playing. Are playing football, yeah. they're playing football. I'm going to tell you right now, if Jim Delaney was still the, the commissioner of the Big Ten, they'd be playing football. Yeah. And Larry Scott, I mean, that guy's just an ineffective leader. There's just no, I mean, you look at the business decisions that have been made under his watch at the Pac-12, and there's just no way around that conclusion. I just, so, I just wonder how much of this, assuming SEC, ACC, Big 12 plays and goes all without a hitch, how much of it gets laid at the, the school president's feet? That's in, a good in question. Those, in those other schools. And the thing is, we don't know who voted for what. For example, it appears Nebraska's president Wants to play. Wants to play. Yeah. So if they, if, Iowa if, if wants to play, if they if we play and people look at people, they can't really point at that guy. Yeah. I think Ohio State's president wanted to play, um, but you know I don't know who didn't want to play. But yeah, you're gonna be there. Gonna be some finger pointing there by fans. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the Pac-12 is gonna do the same. So there's gonna be a lot of blame to go around one way, one way or the other. The other side of that is if if we start playing football and then two weeks in we have to shut down, the blame will be on our side of things. The, other the side. SEC and the ACC will be the ones dealing with blame at that point. I feel a lot more confident. I, I, first thing, there's no question in my mind that the players are in a better situation playing football and being under the auspices of the football program at all times than just saying, okay, you know, we're, we're going to shut it down. Again, I 100% agree, and I don't really even know why it's debatable. Especially when you look at the Big Ten still practicing 20 hours a week. So they're doing everything but playing the game on Saturday. That is ludicrous to me. Well, it, that's ludicrous to me, and it's ludicrous to me that what have we heard so many times over the last week that one of the things that, that people are concerned about is liability, right? Right. Why come. You know, I, I did tweet this. Sally over in psychology class gets sneezed on and she gets COVID. How come she can't sue too? Right. Like, why, why come on the academic end there doesn't seem to be any concern whatsoever about it, but there is concern that somebody might catch something in the three hours of the game on, on Saturday. Right, that, right. that doesn't make any logical sense and to me. And those people you're playing in the game are under the same protocols as you. Not the, the, they're, they're the, getting tested the three times a week. The regular students aren't under the same protocols as you. 
there, there is a much higher risk. You there. can sit next to someone in so. psychology class that's not getting tested at all. That, to me, seems a lot more dangerous it than does. going out there and playing it football does. against somebody getting tested three times a week. So, yeah, I, there's a lot of hypocrisy in this. And there's no way around that. Um, on, on every, on each side, too. I mean, by that same token, the SEC is being hypocritical. They're, they're, they're putting money in front. And, 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 you know, I get it. I get that there is a... I, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw there is a, a local journalist that apparently has a different opinion on this than, than I. But I just... I don't understand why... I, I do get that maybe there's a perception thing that there's a pandemic going on and you're playing football. But the thing is, by not playing football... You're not saving anyone. Right. Like, that, that's not... These kids aren't going to go and sit in their rooms by themselves if they don't play football. Right. They're either going back home, which as we've seen some players tweet, that's a lot more dangerous for multiple reasons, not just COVID reasons. Um, if they stay in town, they're still going to go to class with people not getting tested. That's dangerous. Um you think that 18 to 21 year old kids might go to the cotton district? I kind of think they might. I kind of think that COVID, uh, I don't think there's a bubble around the cotton district. I kind of think it might could spread there too. So I, I don't understand why shutting down football, the people that want to do that, think that that's going to solve the, the, the issue. I, I don't think that, you know, these kids getting tested three times a week and being under pristine medical care and if something does happen by the way it's paid for by mississippi state university right or, the, or their respective institution i don't see why that's a bad thing right. but there's a lot of people that would tell you it is i no, don't you're understand you're not wrong you're not wrong all right anyway looks like we're gonna play in the sec looks like so. on august the 12th at noon which is the time we're recording this it looks that way by the time we hit the air for sports talk mississippi at three o'clock <laughs> <laughs> may not be the same. And by the time we come back tomorrow, may not be the same. But you know what? We will play the hand we are dealt. That's right. That's all you can do. What are we, opinions are allowed to change as new facts present themselves. <laughs> Simple as that. Tomorrow's pod, back into the deep dive, 1999 Mississippi State football. Wayne Madkin and Robert Bean will join us. Very much looking forward to that. Kicking the pick. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about a lot of things. So should be a lot of fun. Hope you guys plan to join us. Until then, for Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.